the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Really interesting show. Good morning, everybody. It's a Saturday morning, March the 2nd. Of course, we now have the new start time. We start at 9, and John Caldera has the first two hours. This is good old 710 KNUS. We are Denver's talk station. 67 to high on a Saturday. It's windy. I was going to ride motorcycles, and that's Pulau. And we'll put that away. 55 on Sunday. Monday, 42, and snow and rain come back. So to try and pull this together, for the longest time, off and on, I talk about Joseph P. Kennedy, the ambassador. And did he sell his soul to the devil? And having done so, he tried to double-cross the devil, and the devil did what the devil did to his family, killing his children and killing the next generation. And... Many people, I've you know, kind of bounced that one off every once in a while, and a lot of people respond to it and send me emails and send me text messages and talk about it. And so uh, I decided this would be a great open lines topic, and it has really been a great open lines topic. So I spent, I was, we we're talking to Kelly Michaels, my boss is here, and by the way, it's Lou Gonzalez's birthday today. Um, and I, I started to read, and the, the, the internet is, it's just like beats those trips to the library. And I spent, I don't know, off and on two weeks reading to to gear up to try and do this, you know, if, if, if the show could be done. And so we're talking with a caller just at the end of this. And I and I got the I remember. This. So this moment and the book is Michelle Remembers. This is thank you to Lou Gonzalez. And. um it's about this um, therapy in the 70s and this young woman who claims that she was being sold by her mother into the Satanist cult. And there's all kinds of different stuff about discrediting what she said and what she, you know, what she claimed. And it was in Victoria, Canada. I was correct. I remember she was Canadian, French Canadian, and that I had met her and she talked about so I'm re- rereading it now on on what Lou printed for me. But Michelle Remembers first came in People Magazine, then The Inquirer. She went on uh, Oprah, by the way. And Oprah featured her as a guest. And so one, and I guess this, this comes up to this this moment where this guy w- was mentioning Satanist, which is you know part of this. And it was uh, the, the shrink's name was Lawrence and it was Paisner. And then I later met a guy, um, Stephen Kaplan, at New York University. And they both made the point, and they both were researchers and, you know, do with that as you may. But they both said, if you ever have anybody, and we have had people come forward and say they are a Satanist and they want to do your radio show, he said, don't let them. He said, because they're not. He said, the real true, you know, if this is... Again, all conceivable. The real true Satanists, you're never going to see them. They don't want to be in the spotlight. They want nothing to do with you. 
And more so than that, they don't want to get the attention because they are doing what they are doing for power and for money. In fact, I remember, and Michelle remembers, I remember reading the book, and it was long ago. It was 87. Lots happened since then. But she talked about these wealthy businessmen uh, in Canada and in the U.S. who had become part of this, and that's what they got. So anyhow, before we had had the flashback on Michelle, um, I thought, well, we talked about Robert Johnson, and went down, and it was there's great calls. By the way, lines are open for the first time, wide open. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Can you sell your soul to the devil? Doctor Faust did. Remember the Faustian deal. Uh, Dorian Gray, Oscar Wilde's book, Dorian Gray. Who else do you think sold their soul? And do you think it's possible? And going down to the crossroads, and we we talked about Robert Johnson, but it's go back to it again, Robert Johnson, arguably the finest blues guitarist that ever lived, and he makes a, makes a deal. And he sold his soul, and he goes down to the crossroads and makes the deal. Dr. Faust makes the deal, the Faustian deal. And everybody loses, except when the fellow mentioned the devil with Daniel Webster, and I had to go re- reread that. And um, Daniel Webster gets the guy off, and the, the jury has these, all these horrible people, and he gets him off. So, 303-696-1971, we're ready to go here. We, Lou, Lou's just putting, Lou's working off phones. But, so, the the idea of Robert Johnson standing at the crossroads, and he's actually the crossroads of American music, which is maybe a metaphor as well. But he goes down and comes back, and when he comes back, he can play. Hey, Mike, you're on a radio show. We have one line open. Thanks for calling, and good morning. Yeah, hello. How hey, are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. Oh, good. Yeah, I was wanting to make a comment on the selling, the soul, selling your soul to the devil. Okay. Please, go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that comes to my mind in uh, you know recent times is uh, – a gentleman who was the name, a comedian by the name of Sam Kennison. And he actually came from a long line of Ministers. Pentecostal preachers. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He himself was a Pentecostal preacher and was uh, fairly successful at it, I, uh, from what I understood. And, uh, you know, he came to the place where he actually completely turned 180 degrees yes, different he did. from what uh, a, a uh, not only a, a Pentecostal mm-hmm. preacher, but a Christian believer in general mm-hmm. uh, would uh, we conduct themselves. And uh, I don't know if you know his story, but he had an accident. And uh, he, um, when, when, when uh, I think it was his brother might have been following behind, but when he came up uh, on him and he was uh, critically injured he was talking to someone and the the thing that i heard that uh, was said is that he said no i i don't want to go now do i have to go now well all right and you know the the big question was who was sam talking to at that point 
And he actually was buried in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and in the, on Memorial Street over there in the cemetery. His gravestone can be found, and it's inscribed with, uh, in another day, this man could have been considered a prophet. I remember, I remember him quite well in, in his death, and he had claimed to be sober, and he wasn't. The, be- yeah. the one for me was, remember Marjo? Yes. All right, I actually had dinner with Marjo Goitner. And okay. and sat next to him, and um, for several hours and talked to him. Um, he had his his path was the same way. He he was um, a young kid, uh, evangelical, right. and um, was part of the deal. Yeah, with his dad, right? And uh, right. and then he became became an actor in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, he rides motorcycles and you know all that kind of stuff and it was a really interesting night to sit and just listen uh-huh. so i can you do it can my question to you mike well, you're a great call by the way thank you can you sell your soul you know i i think that it's not so much that you sell your soul to the devil i think like maybe another caller previously alluded you know, it's that when we all come into this world, this this world, you know, the Bible calls this as you if you've been reading the Bible, you know this that uh, he calls it the God of this world, and so you know at each at each point in time uh, when a uh, an individual becomes uh, what I don't know I've heard termed the the age of accountability, uh, it's you know because it makes it makes a reference in the Bible somewhere about a, a child having never done good or evil but that we all come to the place where we succumb to the dominion of Satan and then the message of the, of the gospel is, is that you you have to get you have to do something to get out of that domain and so you know um but there are Jesus dealt with people who were demon possessed and uh, like I think of a guy son of Sam you know mm-hmm. years and years ago he actually claimed that he you know he heard a voice that told him to was, kill these people. Yeah, it was you know? I actually um, there's different people. I, I met Jimmy Breslin, and um, we talked about Sam. This not not about. I can't think of his real name, but I think the dog was Sam, or somebody was Sam, mm-hmm. and that and that talked mm-hmm. to him, and and demons threw um, yeah. dirty wax on him or hot dirty. Dirty water on him when he, after he would take showers. He was um, just out there so far, but to come back full circle. Um, people like Robert Johnson. The Robert Johnson stuff is was legion. Um, right. The, and he went to the intersection of U.S. sixty one, Bob Dylan Highway sixty one, right. U.S. forty nine. Right. Couldn't play. I mean, mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't play a lick when he came back. No one was ever better. Think it's uh-huh. po- think it's possible. I, I do, I yeah. do. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, the thing about it is, is like Jesus, the the people that he dealt with, you know, who, I mean, he said he dealt with a man who was uh, a demon, a demon mm-hmm. possessed, mm-hmm. Sure. and that he had supernatural strength. He mm-hmm. could break chains, and he he would he would cut himself, and so I mean, the there are people who are demon possessed that apart from what the Bible teaches about mm, deliverance yeah. are going to they're going to die that way, you know. But uh, and and as far as the the thing about preachers are, I mean, I've come from I've come from this world, you know, most of my life, 
And I know that there are people who are just have come along and they've just been scammers, like you have scammers in any other thing, you know. But I don't think they fall quite in the no, same I, category I, one of the, as like I, him. Yeah, one of the things that's been, to me, has been watching the guys that have four and five private jets and the rest of it. And oof, yeah. yeah, it's just a turnoff. Hank, t- tell me a little bit about yourself. I just, I mean, the, yeah. it's a really good call. Um, if you're still working, if you're retired, what did you do for a living? Oh, I've had a I've had a number of different careers. Uh, you know, I'm seventy some, and uh, you know, I actually came up through the you know the Christian upbringing, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, I was had a career in aviation for about thirty years. Mm-hmm. I was a I was a pilot, mm-hmm. and an airline pilot, and. I've done um, a lot of things with uh, residential construction and okay. sales and well, you're an interesting real estate call. investment. Oh. And, uh, you know, huh? so, I mean, now that's what I've done for the last 20 years is real estate investment. And I've, okay. I've done things in ministry. I've kind of had a like a, like a bivocational type ministry along the way where, like, Paul was a tent maker, you know. Hmm. I've done a number of different things, you know, and uh, been well, good pastor. Tom. Just, and, uh, I just want you to know, I mean, it was... Really well. I mean, uh, the Saturday shows turned into some very great, or modestly, he said, uh, oh. different kind of talk yeah. radio. And I, you, right. you, you scored, man. Good call. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, you know, and, and I called you uh, once a few months ago, and there was a book that I think I might have mentioned to you, which is a great book. And it's called Who Was This Man? And it's by a, a, a fellow by the name of, of uh, Stephen Ortberg. And if you ever get a chance to get a hold of that book, it really, it really is a great read. Fair enough. But, yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you so okay, much. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Thanks for All taking right. my call. Peter. Pleasure. Pleasure. We go to Jane. Hey, Jane. It's hey. yeah. It's sixteen after the hour of eleven. Good, <laughs> good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. I have been here for forty-five years in the state. Start listening to you not too long after I got here. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you grew old together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's about it. Yeah, you could call me your older sister. Got a deal. Okay. Uh, no, I don't believe that you sell your soul to the devil. I think you just give it to him. And I think what this is showing now is what a lady from England came over in the late 1800s, went to Cincinnati, got back to England, wrote the book, and said... She'd never seen so many greedy people in her life. The greed factor, as you well know, is what's running things right now. But that's who we I are. A, I mean, it's... Yeah, that is who we are. Not all of us. No, but... As I it, said it, many it, times, yeah. <laughs> money has never done me any good. I've had it. I've been without it. I've had it. Never did me a bit of good. But it's one of the reasons why Marxism fails, and... In a in a great in a greater sense, um, Marx and I've you know I'm like a reader I'm really a long time reader of Karl Marx. Marx doesn't tell you anything about what the future will look like, with the exception of and he ends his and he goes from each from each according to 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 each according to their need and from each according to their ability and that's a paraphrase. He talks about right. a whole different kind of human being right. that, and we aren't that, you know, I mean, I wanted to get ahead in life, and I'm sure everybody, what does get ahead mean? And 
Now come back to this selling your soul as a metaphor for betraying core beliefs. Well, everybody reaches that crossroads. Again, back to Robert Johnson. And what do you do? Because remember, it's, it's a crossroads. It's one left, one, more, one straight right. ahead, and one back. But I understand. All yeah, that. but no, I, I, well, I know. But that's why the basic reason why Marxism takes a dive is that um, you, people have egos and people want to have nicer cars or nicer nicer motorcycles or a nicer place right. to live. I understand all that. And it, but you have to admit, Pete, that in these last years, the number of, it used to be the number of millionaires in mm-hmm. this country. Now it's the number of billionaires well, sure. in this country. Of course. Now, each one of those billionaires has a lot of what I call sycophants or right. useful idiots, as Lennon right. said. That'll go along with whatever they are told to do yes. because they're getting very well paid for it. Now that puts them in a whole different ballgame, as far as I'm. That's true. I mean, it. it but that's yeah. the that's the tale uh, of like I went back and read Faust, and, and Doctor Faust makes a deal with the devil in exchange for his yes, body and soul, right. and he's to receive supernatural powers and. The devil yeah. agreed. It was a trade. I like what you said, but it was a trade. Mm-hmm. Faust enjoys all this, but his right. he's he's sealed. His doom is sealed, and Faust attempts to get out of the devil's deal, but nope, he doesn't. The detail, of course, uh, the wages, but it's it's not a biblical story, Faust. No, it's not. And there's uh, and there's no instance in a person. So no, I love your call. I, mean, I love the calls this morning. I mean, every Saturday morning now is a is a real hit for me. I like it. But I, as I, I leave you with this. Can you sell your soul? Can you sell your soul? No, no, I don't think you really sell it, because I don't think can the you devil's tra- buying. Can you trade it? I think you're t- Yeah, you can. There you go. You can trade. You can trade with the devil, but he ain't buying anything, because I do believe you get those few years, and they're few in your lifetime. You Boy, don't I know you that. Get those yeah. two and, but then I do believe that the devil has a very special hell for you when you when you go out <laughs> like Faust. And I got to tell you real quick when you when we were I was talking Faust when you were talking mm-hmm. Faust, and it came to me, Fauci, the Faustian deal, Fauci. Oh, Dr. oh Fauci. All right, there you go. Good God. <laughs> you can put I, I a coincidental two right. names together. You, you got it. He's one of them. You take okay, care. Darling. Thanks, Jane. You right. too. I Alrighty. wanted to do this. Uh, we have been talking, and it's been this real life-saving thing that my daughter and I have been doing, and it's called HBOT. And if you would, Lou, you got everybody ready to go. We always do this with uh, Jeff McWhorter and my daughter on Saturdays. And hey, Lou. I'm a birthday boy. Bring them up. We got them both up. All right. As always, my daughter Shannon is with us and Dr. McWhorter is with us. Let's start with uh, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Thanks for coming back up with us on Saturday. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Peter. And Shannon, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, honey. And we were we were both in the hyperbaric chambers yesterday. So, yeah. Um, we, we have, how long now? How many times have we been in hyperbaric chambers? How long? Just about 60 hours, so 60 trips in there. I finished two books in the hyperbaric chamber. That's what I know. Dr. McGuire, how, how and why does all of this work, these pressurized chambers? How and why do they work? 
Yeah, so, uh, well, the, the body receives oxygen from two different mechanisms, either hydration or oxygenation. Hydration is relatively easy for us, but here at altitude, we have a little bit of a deficit in our our respiration, our oxygenation uh, altitude is a little bit less. So hyperbaric oxygen therapy helps force a influx of absorption of oxygen to our red blood cells, which as it circulates throughout the body, equates to providing our cellular function with an optimal environment to succeed in their tasks that all of our cells are responsible for yeah. doing, and that equates to an overall better functionality of the body. So. That's benefits. You feel great when you get out. Yeah, it's the benefits of oxygen therapy. Shan, what's the bigger? We always go. We have a we have a time. We go and like I said, I've been there so long. I've read two lengthy books, and so and you can read you can read in the chamber. I'm finishing a Cold War book right now in the chamber. Yeah, you so, can take your phone in there. Um, you can do it. You can sleep. Yeah. It's been uh, life changing and a game changer for me. I've had really bad medical issues for 20 mm-hmm. years, and this has been almost reversing time for me yeah. and giving me back a lot of energy. My skin looks amazing. My my uh, energy is really mm-hmm. high, and I just am so grateful to the doctor and that this technology is available. And as we yeah. always say, operators are standing by. The, Victoria's got yeah. the with the phone, and she's very knowledgeable. And um, you know, uh, there's a a great offer that the doctor can speak to, but yeah, there's someone who can uh, take a call, Dad, if you want to get yeah. out the number. All right, the number is 303-353-9623. Again, 303-353-9623. Uh, doctor, what's the deal for that we're, that you guys are offering for, for, for treatment? Yeah, so right now you can do up to 10 sessions. Uh, for 200 bucks, uh, get a good exposure to the benefits of it so that you know how maybe you want to proceed with the recommended frequency up to about 30 sessions. But for the first 10 sessions, you can come in and do that for $200 until the end of the month of March right now. And uh, back to Shannon's point about turning back the clock, it definitely has an anti-aging benefit. And so you have that aspect that's beneficial for just about anybody. So come give it a try for the best rate in the United States. It is true. They're open in Cherry Creek North, 303-353-9623. The great line was operators are standing by, but the staff that works for the doctor are the best, and we've all become friends and met so many listeners. So, Shannon, we're, we're there back Monday to do it again. But, hey, doctor, thank you so much, as always. Shan, I'll see you, honey. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank both. you. All right. Thanks, Peter. You're welcome, sir. Again, the number, 303-353-9623. Operators are standing by. Want to take a break here? All right. We'll take a pause. We have two lines open, 303-696-1971. Can you sell your soul to the devil? Robert Johnson, me and the devil. Think about it. The devil. Saturday morning, everybody, 710-KNUS, the voice of Robert Johnson, died young. On a Saturday, 710-KNUS, the Can You Sell Your Soul? Some The woman we were talking, she trade your soul. So the undisputed master of the Delta Blues is rumored to have met the devil at the crossroads, and he bargained his soul, and Johnson got his wish and became a famous blues man, but died he was 27. 
and the exact location of the crossroads is believed. And again, this is historians and myth makers, but Highway 61, Bob Dylan again, and US 49, Clarksdale, Mississippi. And that's where he meets, and according to the legend, couldn't play a lick, was lazy, was this womanizer, and when he goes to the crossroads and comes back, play, play his eyes out. And history is kind of replete with this idea of selling. 303-696-1971. We start with Mike. Hey, Mike, thanks. Welcome to the show, and good morning. Thank you, Peter. I uh, 100% agree. I think Joseph Kennedy did sell his soul. I do, too. <laughs> and and I, I think he sold his soul to the very people who sold their souls. Ooh. Both of us are big fans of the mob guys, and I think Sam Giancana, Al Capone, John Gotti, they all sold their souls. Uh, these are guys who, you know, pretended to be Catholic, but... They also sold their souls to the devil because look what happened to them all. The yeah, Giancana. Yeah, Giancana, of course. You know, that was called the mark of the squealer. He was shot around the mouth. Um, right. He was and getting he ready to appear. Peppers. He, was, he was making sausage and peppers. He was getting ready to appear um, in, the, uh, in, in the House Select Committee. So, uh, uh, Johnny Rosselli was killed at the same time, both of those men. They knew stuff. Right. They knew stuff that Joe Kennedy knew. And the Keflon Don dies of cancer. I am. I began a book this morning. Went to the, I go to the gym early on Saturdays and call, entitled "Getting Gotti," and it's it's this guy that was one of the prosecutors. And I've never read the book before, but he was the one of the prosecutors on the on the Gotti when they eventually got John Gotti. So we'll get him on the show and. Uh, Oh sure. I, I can't. I can't wait. And then here's a guy that, that that you know is responsible for for taking him down, and now he's a, a mental midget. I mean, he's just a blithering oh. idiot. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, you know. Um, Amer- America's he mayor. Wanted, <laughs> he's talking about yeah, America's, America's mayor. mayor. America's now mayor. look at him. Rudolph Giuliani. Mean, yeah. yeah. And then and then Capone goes down. Not in a hail of bullets like he took so many guys down. And syphilis. Opposed him. Yeah, syphilis. He died. He was a syphilitic. And, yeah. And God and Gotti dies of cancer. And Gotti and, and Gotti dies in prison. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, I just so you know, I, I think the, the lady said it best. I don't, I don't know if it's selling it, but it's it's doing this well, thing to where you get the evil comes back to you, like she said so poignantly. By the life you lead. Well, this this idea of of it being a a metaphor is really interesting. I spent a couple days reading that. And it's a metaphor for you know or do you know the right thing and yet you don't do it. And um, Correct. But the idea of the crossroads is something, too. It's, you know, you come to this moment. And I was thinking at the end of, um, what was that movie? He's Castaway. And he, at the end of that, he's at the crossroads. And I hadn't thought of that till, till yesterday, gearing up for the show. But Dr. Faust, and I went back and read Faust, Faust again, but he makes a deal with the devil. And in the end, the end of 24 years, Faustus attempts to thwart the devil. And he meets a very frightful demise. And the legend works well. 
as a morality tale, which were, you know, the morality plays, which I'm convinced become pro wrestling. But look well, at, look and at this. So, and you're so right. You know, here he is sitting there, Joseph P. Yeah. He's watching yeah. his, son, his son, Bobby. Yeah. Go bulldog on these guys and yes. knows these guys and knows, you know, they delivered West Virginia oh. and Chicago. That's right. And what's going to happen? Because I, I truly believe that between the CIA and the mafia, as you've so eloquently stated, you know, forget Lee Harvey Oswald. He was involved as a dupe to, to take the fall because it, it all points to Ruby and, and mm-hmm. Oswald. Ruby had to take the dupe out, you know, because if you if you go back and you see that the waitress that they all mm-hmm, died, mm-hmm. but the waitress that says, "Yeah, J.D. Tippett oh, yeah. is was with Oswald, and she waited on him." Here, you know, they're here, they're all there. The full the full circle is Joseph. I think of Joseph P. Kennedy on that porch in Hyannisport, wrapped in a warm blanket. And he can blink and he can grunt. Does he know that? And you know, they they he knew that your your point's well taken. His one son, Bobby Kennedy, is going after these people who helped make him millions of dollars. And and they and they although Jack may have not known because Sinatra was the uh, the messenger, but the, certainly the West Virginia story is true, provable, and also is Cook County provable. And he, he, they, 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 they got him. And I've told people that I love the Godfather films. And one of those moments where, you know, we we need an administration, and they got it. It's you know, it's allegedly Jack Kennedy. And, well, and I'll, I'll end with this. I'm a retired Denver right. cop, and I'll tell you, I've talked to some old guys, retired L.A. cops, and and it's interesting. There's a lot more bullets fired in the Ambassador Hotel. That's another one. According to them. Well, that's another story. There's they a, there, will tell you that, yeah. that Sirhan did not act well, alone in that. There's a wonderful book. You get a chance. It's entitled RFK Must Die. I've read it. Uh, that's, yeah. the, that's it's like, the hypnotic thing. Oh. And, and, you know, yeah. Sirhan's still alive. Yes, he is. And, and he's and he's and Palestinian, as you know, but he's also a, he was Palestinian Christian. He wasn't, he wasn't uh, a Muslim. He was a Christian. He was a Christian, yeah, and, I, yeah. and, and and these old guys will tell you that, you know, they got orders. Well, At that time, the chief was red, and he's just telling them, this is done. Now, is that, and, is that part of the, of his father selling his soul? I think so. Yeah. I think it's full circle to where I truly believe that, that there was still, the mob was still, you know, had their clutches mm-hmm. in this, and this was the last oh. piece. There is no, you remember, no question. You know, the, the last thing I'll, I'll end with is, you know, like they said, well, let's get Bobby. No, why do we want to cut the Jack. tail of a dog? Yeah. Let's take the head. Yeah, take the you head. Know, Carlos Marcella said that in New Orleans. He said, you know, I think they, gonna... they even used the Italian. I think they called him Giovante or something. And Yeah. They were good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people, they, they told me for years, this is stupid, Mike. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's Oswald. It's. And I went and got that book. I get all my books off eBay from Goodwills, <laughs> but I I just finished Oswald Talks after you talked yeah. about it, about the guy yeah. in the jail cell that's yeah. in the drunk tank. Yeah, no, it's all, I mean, again, <laughs> I think that that moment, in, and I, I just finished this Nixon book as well, 
But between the moment of Jack Kennedy being murdered in Dealey Plaza to the second that Richard Nixon resigns is a, is a time period that sets a stage for Biden, Trump, uh, the uh, George W. Bush. I mean, all of that is set because that goes right into Southeast Asia, goes right into the rest of it, into Watergate. But in that moment when John Kennedy is, you can say, hit or assassinated, to the second Richard Nixon resigns, that's the run. That's the time. And uh, Oh, yeah. If there, I, I truly believe that, that we wouldn't have gone into Vietnam because I believe he listened to Eisenhower, and Eisenhower told him two things. Not to. Don't go into the Middle East and stay out of Vietnam. A lot of people the told French him. lost in 56, yeah. and yeah. I think he would have pulled out. But yeah. I will end with this, and, and I promised I would right. okay. say this. But um, I believe that for all the evil that he did, that Richard Nixon was a patriot. Uh, I mean, he's, I think that, he is you know, so complex. He, he is. I really I mean, believe I, that I, you I, know I, he stepped down in '74. Uh, he didn't have a choice, no. but in a lot of ways, he did the right thing. I, as did I think Al Gore. You know, well, Al or, Gore is really interesting, but Richard Nixon. You know, I got the book in my car right now. I'm going to give it to Chuck Bonnewell. The that Richard Nixon is so complex. And so paranoid, and so yeah. Yet he's he's absolutely he has these moments of brilliance, and and he and he he was stupid. I mean, he well, would have won that election by twenty. He didn't need to do Watergate. That was just stupid. That was over. The election was over when 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 I mean they had McGovern by the throat, and but it starts with Ellsberg when they go to Ellsberg's psychiatrist and break into that and. And, and the Pentagon Papers had nothing to do with Nixon. Nothing to do with Nixon. McGovern was the original lefty. I mean, he was oh. a lefty. Uh, he wasn't anything like these lefties. But you know. no, no, but McGovern and I, I actually met McGovern and had a really long conversation. He's a very decent man, and really uh, decent. very decent man. And he's not like a, a, a this uh, no, he's congresswoman not. from no, New York. No, God, God, not at all. <laughs> And he, thank you, you know, Peter. Thank you. All right, everybody. Do we need to pull again? Okay, 303 It's Lou Gonzalez's birthday. And 710K in U.S. Denver's talk station. How the, this is going to be 67, very windy, 55 tomorrow and Monday, 42 degrees. Can you sell your soul to the devil? It rolls out of uh, many different conversations over time. And uh, let me click this to be fair. Joe's kids and grandkids that died were all participants in mis- dangerous endeavors. Joe flies the suicide mission. This is all true. Jack does something to the mob. The CIA, RFK, goes after the mob. RFK Jr. flies plane into the fog without proper training. Uh, Ed driving hammered and the kids ski while playing football. No, well said. I mean, but it, is it a coinkadink? That all of this generation is all dead. And, I mean, your 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 text your text message is great. So, can you sell? And it goes back to: Is it possible to sell your soul to the devil? How's that? Uh, Dorian Gray, Doctor Faust, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. And this is one of those moments that lines drop off and people come on. So, if you were trying to call a minute ago and got a busy, you can get right on now. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one.
This is it. Morning, everybody. Cream. Ginger Baker. Eric Clapton. Play it. They're talking about going to the Crossroads. Crossroads Blues. Singing about Robert Johnson. Or themselves. Down to the Crossroads. Crossroads Blues. Think it works? Good morning, everyone. It's a Saturday, second morning of March. 2024 and Peter Boyles. It's a Saturday, 67 and breezy, 55 tomorrow and Monday, 42. One line's open. Can you sell? Can you sell your soul to the devil? And um, I, like I said, no big deal. But I, because I love doing it. But I get a chance to do these kinds of shows and then do a lot of reading to make sure at least I know what I'm doing part of the time. But Robert Johnson, and that's what that's what Cream is doing. They're going down to the crossroads. But Crossroads Blues. Uh, we played that earlier. We can play it again with Robert Johnson. It really, you know, Satan comes, and he did a uh, another song called "Hellhound on My Tail," on, uh, "Hellhound on My Trail," which is a really good book about um, the, the murder of Dr. King, and they knocked it off from Robert Johnson's a song. But uh, there, you can read these blues historians that talk about what he was talking about. But he was um, talking about the devil came to see him in the morning. 710-KNUS, let's go back to the phones. We start, we'll take Kim. Hey, Kim, you're on the radio show. It's Saturday. Good morning. Hey, how y'all doing today? Good, thanks. Excellent. Um, I was just, I heard you're talking about crossroads and uh, asking the devil, can I please have this if I do this or whatever. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, if you want something that bad, a dream, maybe you want to be famous, be a musician, whatever, an artist, um, the president of the United States, mm-hmm. whatever, um, you could ask any devil that. But, you know, some people don't believe in the devil because, you know, there's a lot of other religions out there. And um, so, I mean, it's just these, these things happen in life. You know, people get assassinated. There's conspiracies. There's bad people. But let me, let me ask you the base question. Can you yeah, sell your soul? Sure. Um, well, I, I personally don't think so. Um, that is a question that we won't know. You trade None it. None of us as can, 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 can you, will ever know this. Can you make the deal? Or is it, again, I come back to this, and I've said it before, is this say, um philosophically uh that point that we're trying to make can you can you can you sell your your soul which is actually doing what you morally don't think is correct but you go against it um or yeah, can we or, make wrong choices yeah or, or or simply do you sell your soul for your heart's deepest desires i go back to john caldera this morning when we were crossing over and about he was talking about, you know, when you have someone that you love so much that's in pain, you know, making deals. You're trying to make a deal somewhere. and um, Yeah, you, you reap the consequences of your choice. Yeah. Um, and it could be really catastrophic to your life. True. Uh, but, you know, scaring people with religion, to me, is not a good thing to be doing. Well, I'm saying, you know... If you make a deal with the devil, you know, you're going to pay the price. Well, then maybe I shouldn't do this idea that I'm thinking of doing. Well, the, in, in the, sorry, the Bible... But religious, 
No, I was going to say to get ready for the show, the Bible has no instances of a person selling his soul to Satan. The, you know, Satan well, that's, appears, that's but... That's all good. That's all good. But this is like an offshoot of religion, you know, where somebody who is religious says, hey, if you the wrong choice, you're going to get your soul sold to the devil. It's like telling little kids, you know, you're going to burn in hell if you yeah. go steal a piece of candy from the store. Um but not everyone is religious, right, so, so this really it can't apply to everybody. Okay, so I mean, what 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 does it faith. to you? What does it mean when someone says "sell your soul"? Does it have any meaning whatsoever? It's not not really. It's just kind of something people say, like okay. you know, just any little quote or thing people say to each other that doesn't really. It's not based in fact. So, can selling can selling your soul? I wrote this down to myself simply be a metaphor for betraying core sure. beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I agree, I agree with right. that. Yeah. So in other words, you're willing to do something bad or immoral for money, power, success, fame, um, stepping on others, you know, the, the road well, to hell. I've already done that. I've already done that in my life. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a recovering right. yeah. alcoholic. I haven't had a drink in almost 10 years. So, yeah, I've made a lot of... Uh, sure. I stood at the crossroads many times in my life, yeah. as we all do. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, the, you're, you're the... You're, all yeah. religion. All religions do. I mean... But they're... they're, 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 they're yeah, but there are religions that have nothing to do with with that that sense of it. I mean, it just doesn't. But it's interesting that you're the second woman this morning to call and talk about being well, and um, that's an important part for me, too. So, hey, Kim, it was it was a great call. Once again, well thought out. Take care of yourself. Well, let me tell you, All right. I called a couple weeks ago, and you guys wanted me to come on the show. Oh, wow. What guy? <laughs> did you call this show? or did you waiting. Did you call the other well, guys? Well, I left my number you guys took my number because we, I'm a little bit I'm center left, huh. close to center left. You may, you may, I, you you got me confused with with somebody somebody else. I think. No, it wasn't you. Okay. It wasn't you. Yeah. It was someone that works in your office. Huh. Might have might have been so Jeff. Might have been Jeff and Bill. I don't know. Or it I, might have been. You may ask them, but um, you guys may want me to come in no, sometimes so that. Your listeners can get both sides of the coin. You get, get it. Perspectives from all sides. All right, that's that's their that's their deal. You take care. Easy does it. Thank you very much. All right, all right. we go to Don. Don, you waited. Good morning. You're on the show. Hey, Uncle Pete. What's up? Hey, brother. The rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that interest yeah, there, There's a bunch of stuff. How you answer that question? What's up? And not all of them are radio ready, but certainly leading with the rent. Is uh, that's, that's my father. <laughs> What's up, Durant? Oh. All right. So, can you can you sell your soul? No. Um, as one of your first, I like to say you've had some fantastic callers on today. If you don't do Mad Dog Radio, it's going to work out altogether differently. In a, in, an, in every once in a while, I mean, I've so turned off what's happened to this business that I love so much, but. Ah, that's for another day. So can you sell your soul? Yeah. No, but as one of your callers mentioned, I think you can give it away. All right. I think I think you mentioned it with the prior caller. You know, just everything you know is 
know is right, but you put it, but you just flush it down the toilet for power, money, whatever. All right, who do who do you think? And it's fair game right now. Who do you think has sold his or her soul? Oh, oh I think Hillary Clinton. Um, right. On the other side, Donald Trump. Um, this is this is a guy who who just leaves a trail of destruction behind him, and I I just really wonder is he really even aware of it? Well, he, you know, I've been reading a, Trump's life all kinds of different ways, and the thing that strikes me about Trump is is the uh, repetition. And this is not a clarion call to begin, you know, you suck, I hate you. But um, Donald Trump's problems or his behavior comes back to three things. Um, Whether or not he has the money he says he has. Number two is uh, women. And number three is the media. And if you go back and read him as a young man and, you know, opening the casino and being involved in women, with women. And he was a darling of the press in New York. He was the story. And yeah. um, and he's always, it's women, it's the media, and it's money, and there's no one, two, three. But those seem to be, and if you look today, he's problems with the media, uh, issues with women, and whether or not he's got the money. It has nothing yeah. to do with being president. It's just a repetitiveness of his life. Yeah, and there's one more I added there, Vladimir Putin. Another one. Read Putin's yeah. life. I mean, yeah. it's his uh, mother... Where, where he came from and where he is now. Oh. You, you, I don't know. I don't believe in that, but you really do have to sit back and wonder. <laughs> well, but he, you know, he was a he was an operashnik. He was a, the party boy. He was, he was KGB guy. He speaks apparently or allegedly speaks perfect German. Uh, KGB sends him into Germany, uh, comes back, works his way up, replaces Yeltsin in the end. And when Yeltsin steps steps down or steps out, uh, there he is. And he's a czar. He's like, yeah. he's, he's Nicholas Romanoff. Yeah, he really does. He really does see himself as the second coming of Peter the Great, I think. Yeah, but they're even better. So yeah, do you th- I mean, how did he make the deal? Probably maybe in Germany. <laughs> Don't listen. Believe me. I mean, if you if you read, if do it. I'll yeah, be there. <laughs> no, if if you, but if you read Himmler, you know, don't read. I mean, you can read the Fuhrer. Now, you but or you can listen to the nonsense of Joseph Goebbels. But it's Himmler that has the real deep dark um, Aryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 oh, big time. Well, they were building. They were building. That's that that stuff that would turn up in all those Indiana Jones movies, and they actually sent people into Tibet, and they sent people uh, to try and find those uh, cultic uh, what they believed in themselves. And um, uh, no, it's it's Himmler when oh, when you read those guys, and they they you know I don't know what they danced with. But um, it's certainly they, you know, they 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 per, they professed Christian Christianity, but Hitler saw Christianity number one as a subculture of Judaism, and number two, he saw it as a very weak, uh, a, a weak, W E A K, weak 
approach to life. And um, yeah. although they made they made they made great deals with the church. Yeah. We are just being told we're out of time. Great call. Hey, listen, you want to continue on? You, I, I put you on hold. Want to come back on the other side? Hang on. All right, seven ten KNUS. It's a Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.